Welcome back to the North Boroughs Beat, a podcast that features the people, businesses, and events of Pittsburgh's North Boroughs. We are recording on January 21st at Avonworth High School. Today's special guest is Duke John Corr, coach of the Whipple 2A football champions, the Avonworth Antelopes. This episode is brought to you by Anchor and Anvil Coffee Bar, located in the heart of Ben Avon. Anchor and Anvil is a warm and cozy spot to have coffee, tea, pastries, and snacks. Settle into one of the comfortable couches to converse with friends and neighbors, or bring your computer to work on the free Wi-Fi. Thank you to Anchor and Anvil, located on Church Avenue at Delzell in Ben Avon. Now here's the show. Hi, I'm Bruce Hoffman. I am a 1972 graduate of Avonworth. I was a basketball player, but always a sports fan, so I'm pretty happy to be here today. I'd like to introduce you to the rest of our panel. Hello, my name is Nathan Morgan. I'm a new student at Avonworth this year, uh, graduating class of 2020, and uh, I'm emceeing this this interview today with Coach John Corr and a bunch of the a couple of the football guys. All right, I'm Coach John Corr, the head coach here at Avonworth High School. And it's my pleasure to kind of share some of the insights and aspects to our 2019 season. And um, I'm going to allow the players to introduce themselves that are here today with us. Hey, I'm Jake Horgan, team captain, leading tackler for the Antelopes. I'm a senior, and I'm just happy to be on with you guys. Uh, my name is Jax Miller. I'm also the team captain, uh, outside linebacker, running back. And, uh, yeah. I'm Kairos Thorpe, wide receiver, defensive back, class of 2020. This is Theo Newhouse. Uh, I'm also a senior at Avonworth High School, and I play receiver and defensive back as well. Okay. To get our panel rolling here, I'd like to address to Mr. John Corr, please. Uh, Coach, how did you find out about Avonworth football? Uh, That goes way back. I was teaching and coaching in Grove City in the um, mid to late 90s, and friends of ours had mentioned... Uh, about some teaching jobs at North Hills High School. And so my wife and I both took teaching jobs at North Hills High School, and they didn't have any football coaching positions at the time. And so I took a girls basketball coaching job one of the years that um, I was at North Hills. And the very next year, a friend of mine said, hey, a buddy of mine's looking for coaches. He just got the head job at uh, Avonworth. I had never heard of Avonworth, um, really didn't know much about it. And that was in... um, 2001, and his name was Jim Wayner. So I was offered an assistant coaching position in 2001, and that's when I came to Avonworth as a coach. Uh, and then I came uh, to Avonworth as a teacher in 2004. So that's how I kind of heard about it, and that's how I ended up here. I was through Jim Wayner in 2001. So I've been here uh, coaching uh, on the sidelines at Avonworth for 18 years. Great. Can we go back a little further? When did you know you loved football? And how did you go about getting the knowledge and hands-on experience as a football player and coach? Well, I grew up in a, in a football family. Uh, I would go to bed at night with the, um, 
16 millimeter films rolling back and forth in my living room. My dad was a head coach at Churchill High School. So he was a big part of my decision to be a teacher and to be a coach just because of the way I saw him model his life and the way he carried himself. Uh, and he's still coaching today, 75 years old. He's on the sidelines. He's a big part of our success. So that was the, the, the main factor in my decision to, to enter this field. How much football had you played as a player? I started my career in seventh grade. So I started in middle school. Um, had a couple concussions growing up that were unrelated to football. Riding my bike and a couple other things. So I didn't really play uh, until seventh grade. And so I played seventh grade um, all the way through high school. And I had a four-year college career at Grove City College. Were you at Woody High then, or was it still Churchill? Well, it was my sophomore year and junior year. It was Churchill High School, where my dad was the head coach. And then my senior year, we merged to form Woodland Hills, which is kind of like uh, a Remember the Titans story. A lot of people oh, yeah. have seen that movie, and that was kind of our experience. We, uh, we merged three high schools to form one team. Was that George Novak at the time? Yes, George Novak was the head coach. It was the 1987 season. Uh, the, the inaugural season of Woodland Hills High School football. I heard he was good to hang around. A lot of good things rub off from him. <laughs> yeah, so he was hey. a good coach, really good coach. Nate, you want to take it from here? Sure, sure. So over your 18 seasons of coaching, what elements built up to have such a successful season this year all the way to the Whippeal Championship and all the way to the state championship game? I mean, I think anything in life, whether it's, your occupation, your family, your, you know, whatever you do, things just have to kind of fall into line. And uh, for us this year, you know, we knew we had a good solid core of, of players coming back. Uh, this team went undefeated in middle school. Um, and so we knew they were a talented group of players and everything just kind of fell into place in terms of um, scheduling and who we played and when we played them and, and injuries. Um, that's a big thing in, in sports. Um, you know, when you have injuries and you, you deal with injuries, it's, it's tough. And we were healthy for the most part. Um, we had a couple new guys come in. Kairos returned to us um, after being a freshman here. Um, he came back for a senior year, so that was a big added bonus to our team. Theo is a big uh, added bonus to our team this season as well. And you put that into what we already had in place and the other things about our schedule and – you know, our alignment's falling into place, and it was just a, it was just a magical season. So it was great. Okay. Um, so if you had unlimited resources, what would you do to the Avonworth football program to make it even better than it is now? Well, I'm sure I would have a couple of answers that uh, I could go through, and I'm sure the players would have a couple other answers. They would probably pick two new sets of uniforms <laughs> that's that's a big that's a big thing in in today's society so unlimited resources i mean obviously that's um something that the, the kids would love would be new new uniforms as always um you know i think we would probably do some some weight room overhaul some locker room overhaul um and you know maybe some general facility overhauls i know they're putting new bleachers on so um, not too much, just the, the main aspects of the facility we'd probably improve a little bit in terms of weight room and that type of thing. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so how did you realize, or when did you realize that you wanted to coach high school football? Um, probably my freshman year of college, I was a pre-med major, 
And I was in the laboratory for four hours in the afternoon. And I said, you know, I don't know that I want to go in it, down this road in terms of medical school and six more years of schooling after my undergraduate. So I changed my major to mathematics education and, you know, felt that teaching and coaching would be a, a worthy cause and a, an enjoyable profession. And you never look back from then. So it's been a great ride so far and I'm still enjoying it. So are there any people or a particular person that have influenced you over the years in your aspirations as a coach? I think, you know, I do a lot of reading and there's a lot of coaches out there that I um, listen to and, you know, hear some of the things that they talk about, some of the things that they do with their programs. Um, but the, the biggest person that was an influencer in my life would have been my father. And I kind of already touched on his influence and, you know, who he was as a person and just a quality character guy. And that was the biggest um, impetus for being who I am today amongst other college coaches that I, you know, like and follow and, you know, prescribe to. Uh, it was a funny story, Coach. A friend of mine was on a fishing trip, and he stopped at a diner with his son at some God-forbidden hour of the morning, like 4.30 in the morning, going towards State College up to Spruce Creek. And he heard two people talking, and the guy said, oh, I just got the Avonworth job. It was you and your father. He found out that your father had played with a great, great noted Avonworth grad in uh, Eugene Morris. Yes. Have you ever heard uh, your dad talk about Gene Morris at all? Yeah, I've heard him talk about him quite a bit. Oh, wow. What so did he say? I think Eugene um, graduated probably in the late 60s. 65. 65, mid, mid 60s. Well, he, he said he was a character. Um, they played at West Texas State together under a guy named Joe Kerbel. Um, and they were actually, my dad tells a story, they were actually recruiting a quarterback when they came up here. Um, and they put on the film and they said, well, who's this guy? And so they found Mercury or Eugene on tape while recruiting a quarterback here in Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know whether it was at Avonworth or another local school, but um, that's where they found him and they offered him a scholarship. And my dad said, uh, Mercury, just say to him, Barry, throw the ball as far as you can. I'll run under it and catch it. And he said, <laughs> he said for sure that was that was the case. And um, he said he was one of the fastest players that he had ever seen play the game. And he could not. My dad was a quarterback, and he could not outthrow Mercury. And so he said he was a, a, a really colorful individual. I'm showing my age here, Coach, <laughs> but I remember going to Gene Morris's first game in Zelianople. Yeah, there was a Zillianople High School, and he took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. And next three times he touched the ball, he ran untouched in the end zone. He was a joy to watch. I remember my father telling me that keep an eye on him because you'll be seeing him on Sundays. Absolutely. Special player for sure. All right, so I'd like to transition this interview to uh, turn it loose to the players. Uh, so, quick question, anybody can answer. How difficult is it to combine football with academics and regular high school life? Uh, I mean, you just take it day by day, you know, class period by class period. I mean, football is always great because, you know, you have a really hard day working hard, doing all your stuff, and you just get to mess around the field with your best friends for two and a half hours. But, I mean, you just got to stay disciplined, got to do your homework as soon as you get home so you can watch some film that night to prepare that week. So, I mean, it's just knowing what hours of the day 
you would need to do your stuff and just being on time and hitting your benchmarks. All right, this is another question for anybody. Uh, what was the highlight of the season for you? Jax, go ahead. I would say uh, one of the highlights was definitely, like, during the Whitfield Championship game, like, going into the fourth quarter, looking up at the stands and, like, seeing the whole Avonworth community just cheering for us and just showing all their support. Um, I also enjoyed just the experience of the state championship. Even though it wasn't the outcome, we had, uh, we had a lot of fun, even in the hotel room, just being there, going to the chocolate factory. Kairos, go ahead and, and share a memorable moment from your season, something that you felt was enjoyable or special. Um, I'd definitely say um, that there may not be one moment, but just the entire season was definitely magical, like Coach said. And um, we made history this year, which was amazing. And um, just to see all the accomplishments that we had made this year, um, it was very pleasing, so. Great. Um, I say the game, the Whitfield Championship was definitely a crazy memory, but maybe the game after when we played Wilmington, when we made it to the state championship, because like I just remember after like me and Jax and the rest of the team were just like throwing Hershey bars and just like messing around, <laughs> having a good time. But yeah, that's probably my favorite memory. Uh, I'd like to ask you kind of a question. It might be a little bit ambiguous, but how do you think what you learned from your Avonworth football experience is going to help you later on in life? Any ideas what it might lead to? Um, it, it definitely uh, leads to, like, obviously building a character, but basically, like, one like virtue like I've learned is being patient. Um, junior year, we we went out and in the playoffs we went, we lost the first round. Uh, it was really tough, and we knew that we just had to wait our shot and basically just prepare. Um, everyone stepped up and was responsible in the weight room, and basically know your role. And everyone like knew their like the responsibility of what was needed to become a championship uh, team this season. So you see that later on in life, you can look back and see your goals. Just picture who you need to be Yeah, in I, that sense. I can uh, see my goals being that is obviously being patient. Like, not everything's going to come to you, and you might have to get through the rough times, like, and all the obstacles which is in front of you. But once that gets through and, like, you get in the clear, I think it's smooth sailing, and you should be happy where you go. Start dancing in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have an opinion on that, or um, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say, I say a big thing I learned was like unselfishness. So like if you take a if you take a playoff and don't block, it'll it kind of mess up the whole play. But kind of like in the real world, it's like a good lesson for real life too. Because if you take something off in your real job, it can affect other people as well. I just learned like unselfishness is a big a big part of our team. And I'll piggyback onto that. I mean, it's good to hear Theo say that because um, each year we, we, we tell the kids it's not about you, and that's that's good to hear that that's one of the things he learned because we stress that all the time. And if you look at um, Theo's stat sheet in the, the championship game, there wasn't much on there. I think he had one catch in the, in the Whitfield championship game. And um, going into that next game, Wilmington had really prepared to stop Jack's. And that was their their big push, and they put 
eight or nine people in the box, and Theo was unselfish the week before, but the next week it wasn't the Jacks Miller story. It was the Park Penrod and Theo Newhouse story where they really had an exceptional game. And to learn that if he came out of that championship game with a bad attitude or was selfish and upset or frustrated, that would have compromised his ability to perform the next week. So um, football is a game of life lessons. And so that's, that's really, really good to hear um, coming from Theo. I think something else that like needs to be touched upon is that I think the coaching staff just does a great job about like just loving on you and like they just care about you as a person. Like they'll whoop you up to make a bad play, but they'll also be the first person to hug you and like tell you congratulations once you do something great. But like they're they really stress that it's not about football. It's not about making the plays on the field, it's about just being a good human and just being the best version of yourself. And I think that's probably the most important part of our staff and that's probably why we do so well, because we genuinely love each other. We know there are like eight or nine adults in our life that we have that we always can go to if we need anything, just as people. And there's eight more dads that you have in your life that we didn't have before. I think that's probably like a really important thing for everyone. So another quick question. Uh, so what sort of takeaways did, did you all have outside of football, kind of building off what Jake was saying? So like what kind of effects did it have on your character? Uh, what? How did it mold you into the person you are now? That sort of thing. Um, I can I can touch on that a bit. Um, I know for me, just not being able to play in the playoffs um, definitely taught me how to deal with adversity, um, which was tough to deal with before. But um, after dealing with that, it makes situations a lot easier. Um, so that was that was great to build off. Okay, we're getting kind of. I hate this to happen, but we're getting kind of near the end of our programming time here. So I'm going to ask some football players and an outstanding football coach some question, a big question. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Hmm. What is it, Niners? I'm going to, I'm going to say the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's pretty talented, and uh, my roots are in Kansas, so my mom grew up in Kansas, so... I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm probably going to go with the 49ers. The O-line's playing really well. The uh, running games are really flowing right now, so I think they'll keep going with that. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs. Their defense is really good, and Patrick Mahomes is really hot right now. I got to go Chiefs, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, they're so good. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you can't go against them. Well, if you can't go against them, I'm going to. We make a lot of mistakes in this life. That's why they put erasers on the ends of pencils. I think San Francisco is just brutal in the pits. Offensive line, defensive line, they get that three-fold staple going to tailback. I like the Niners. Yeah. Okay. Before we uh, depart here, is there anything anybody else would like to say? Because we have an audience, and believe it or not, and you know they do, they love you. (laughs) Fantastic job. I really appreciate watching the effort and the hard work that you guys put in. I mean, you have 61 guys going out for football. When I was here, we were lucky we had 30. I really like seeing the participants. 
You're building a great program. Like I say, no matter what level you end up with, every day of your life, take it with you. Remember what molded you into the man you are. We appreciate your time. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say, uh, as a wrap-up, you know, it was a very special season. These uh, group of men, I just found them in the hallway before we were coming. A couple of them knew about a couple other ones. Spur of the moment, they were able to come in and talk because they had a free period. Um, but I just want to thank the Abmorth community um, as a whole. You know, to, like Jack said, when he looked up uh, in the stands at the end of the Whitfield Championship game and saw that sea of red, um, the support that the community and the alumni and just the, the boroughs and the townships that they had for us and for our team, it was really, really polarizing and, and gravitating. It was just nice to be a part of, to feel that warmth and love and, and um, togetherness as a community and as a school and as a program. So I want to thank all the people that have supported us um, in years past and especially this year. So thank you to the listeners and, and those out there that um, have supported us. And that's today's show. Business owners, if you would like to showcase your business to the people of the North Boroughs, please consider becoming a sponsor of the North Boroughs Beat. Our listeners are involved in the community and could become your customer. Please contact us at northboroughsbeat at gmail.com for more details. As always, thanks to Mark J for sound engineering and music. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play to never miss an episode. If you have any ideas for segments for the show, please let us know on our North Boroughs Beat podcast Facebook page or email us at northboroughsbeat at gmail.com. And that's Burroughs, B-O-R-O-S. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.